Happy New Year, Dre. Thank you. Happy New Year to you too. Dang, this uh, year went kind of fast, didn't it? <laughs> Did it? Before before we reflect on 2022, I I just want to get the wording straight. In English or in the U.S., you can say Happy New Year before the 31st, but also after the 31st. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it's just like well wishes of the new year, if before, and then even still well wishes that you have a good new year, even after. I think there is like a window period of like January, then after February is, you can't say it anymore. Okay. Or it's weird if you do. You should be aware of the fact that in Germany and in German, there's two separate things to say before the new year, before January 1st at midnight, mm -hmm. and then afterwards. And it's not like interchangeable. You, there's one thing that you say before, and that is guten Rutsch, guten Rutsch ins guten neues Jahr. Literally, that means have a good slide into the new year. Like we're sliding in Germany, we're sliding into the sliding new year. Sliding into the new year, okay. So you're wishing people einen guten Rutsch, a, a happy slide. And then once the clock strikes midnight, you say frohes neues Jahr. And that's happy new year. Frohes neues Jahr. Frohes, happy, neues, new, Jahr, year. That's the same as in English. Frohes neues Jahr. Ah, frohes neues Jahr. But you can't say frohes neues Jahr before January 1st. And you can't say guten Rutsch after January 1st. So that's basically what you should keep in mind. Why do y'all make it so complicated? <laughs> happy New Year. It's easy. It's three ones. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> that's right. Happy holidays. <laughs> that's All right. Let's, let's reflect on... I have some plans for today. I wanted to introduce you to some... German traditions uh, related to the new year. But uh, let's look back on 2022. You moved to Berlin in uh, which month? April. April. And so you've been here for the majority of the year. That's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Now, now, actually, yep, that is, that's wow. That's fucking wild. Yep. I started a new job with Easy Languages. That was on January 3rd. So it's been a year. Um, and then I moved to, yeah, um, Berlin in April. And that's coming up on a year as well. Um, it's been a wild time. Definitely, I think the biggest change that I've experienced. Well, actually, I mean, these past few years have been very much um, constant change, but I think this has been the most like change that is quite permanent that I've had in like a long time, long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a, um, it's been a, uh, a journey. To say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a rough year. Globally, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. We Russia attacked mm -hmm. Ukraine, something that was unthinkable. If if you had asked anybody, basically in January, if that was a realistic scenario, I think most people would have said no way. Mm -hmm. And now this is just the new reality, and this war continues on. There is a revolution in the making in Iran. So much stuff is happening, and a lot of it is depressing and. Um, just 
I don't know, I don't want to say scary, but it is scary to a degree. But on the other hand, I mean, I'm seeing some stuff now on like Twitter, which is also its own story, uh, (laughs) the whole Elon Musk buying Twitter and all of that. But um, like, obviously, some stuff changed for the better as well. There have been some breakthroughs in in technology and stuff like that. And I only got to know you really this year, but I feel like your year on a very small personal scale was similar where you had some extremely rough times. You talked about them very openly on the show, but also in a broader sense, you seem to be very happy with your decision to have moved here. And like, like you said, it's a journey and you're learning and it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. It ultimately is. I think what the most beautiful part of this year was genuinely moving to Berlin despite all the experiences, good or bad, because I mean, like for four years, I've been trying to move to this city. So this mm-hmm. year was that year that it all came true, you know, that I did mm-hmm. the thing, I did the deed. Um, and I think that is just when I do take a step back and I focus on, you know, the gratitude and what to be grateful for, that is, I think, the biggest thing. And of course, I think any place you go to does have their challenges. I experienced, like, direct racism for the first time. I experienced being hospitalized with mental health issues for the first time. But I also experienced a lot of beautiful first things, you know. I experienced living I mean, in Germany for the first time, getting a um, permanent, like a long-term visa. Um, I experienced um, just a lot of cool things that um, I never thought that I would ever like get the opportunity to experience, especially post-COVID or not post-COVID, but since COVID has happened. Um, a lot of life has been just up in the air and most times you're just really not knowing what to expect for the tomorrow or for the next month or whatnot. So it was a nice slide. Um, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was a nice slide. <laughs> a nice slide. Okay, and so... What about you, though? I mean, how was your 2022? Oh, my 2022 was not quite as uh, tumultuous, I would say, <laughs> but it was, on a personal level, a good year, obviously. Um the state of the world is affecting everybody and including me. And yeah, uh, that's always kind of, it's always like with me and with us, like these things. I, I, I don't know if this is, if we just feel like this is a new thing or if it's always been like that, but I really feel like it's a new thing where now the the kind of catastrophes and things that are happening in the world are there's like no break ever and you can't really tune them out and maybe it also has to do with the fact how connected we are these days but i really feel i mean climate change in and of itself is like the big looming topic that we don't really address ever even though it's like really 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 urgent and it's like always in the back of my mind and in a way, I feel really um, c- kind of the young generation now, like the people who are 18 now, it's crazy that they have to spend their youth with these challenges always on their mind and literally fighting to to change things while the old generation is 
is kind of slow and not changing things. But anyway, we should be optimistic and positive and just be active and try to change things. And on a personal level, I have to say that um, I had a really good year because I've been fortunate enough to be safe, be productive, work on the things that I love working on. Um, Easy German has had a lot of success this year. Easy Languages has been going well. My mm -hmm. personal and new projects have been going well. I really, really wanted to start this podcast and that happened this year. So that was something that like was challenging. We've addressed it. Like We basically both don't really have time for this project, but we made time for it and I'm really happy that we're doing it. And Yeah, so I I'm just really fortunate and grateful to be alive and to experience what I'm experiencing. That's really good. And I think that's a nice perspective to have. I guess I think obviously it's very easy to get caught up into the negatives of the world, but I mean, the it's very cliche, but you can't let it get you down, you know. And it is really good to focus on positives. And yeah, this podcast was a really nice baby that was born into the world and that's the utter successes and this idea that we're able still to keep going, you know, and we're able to look forward to something new. And bad things will happen, but also good things. I mean, one of the coolest things about 2022 was, I mean, borders opened. People were able to travel more. Bars and clubs were opening a little bit more. And I think people got to get out finally this year. So that's something else I think we can be happy about is that most more people were able to connect physically, you know? Absolutely. All right. Uh, do you want to learn about some traditions? Where are you spending New Year's? You're spending New Year's in the States, right? So you're I not am, technically... I Yes, I am in Texas right now, um, and I still am debating where we'll actually spend, like, tonight, so uh -huh. to say. Um, either we'll spend it in Austin clubbing, or we'll spend it with my mother and family at uh -huh. home, which those are very two different <laughs> experiences. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I don't know what to prioritize, and I don't know if that's good. I don't know how to what to prioritize, but that's the dilemma for today. <laughs> I see. Well, I guess that is a typical dilemma. In terms of how and where to celebrate, I mean, there is, uh, there are these big celebrations. The most famous one probably is the one in front of the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. I've personally Ooh. never been. I have heard that going there requires basically showing up at like 10 in the morning and spending the whole day there if you want like if you want to be in the crowd or anywhere close to the stage and they like live stream it on tv so it's like why would you stand in the cold in the rain in the snow um and wait like spend your day there when you could just see this show which isn't even that good probably uh just on tv so i mean i guess it's like you know the new year's like in new york how everyone's in times square um and you have right. a big like little countdown and but stuff. new york times square is new york times square like it's it's that i would say okay do it once in your life like but the brandenburg gate thing is not <laughs> on the same level like it's not a, it's not not even close <laughs> um anyway some people do that and then um yeah some people obviously throw parties, go clubbing, all of that stuff. 
I have been a big fan and proponent of spending time with your friends and or family and just um, being someplace cozy around a table, have a really nice dinner together and and then just, uh, I don't know, cheer and hug each other when the clock strikes uh, <laughs> <laughs> midnight. Last some last New Year's, I actually was by myself in my bed. I was sick, so I woke up like the clock. Oh, it's twelve! Happy New Year's! And I went right back to sleep. <laughs> the year before then, I was in the UK, and that was during COVID. So I spent that with friends, um, and then the year before that was with family. So I've never actually been clubbing for New Year's. Only generally, like either yeah, mostly with friends, family, or by myself. Yeah. I, I actually really like getting up early on January 1st and starting the day kind of fresh, the year, starting the year fresh and without a hangover and stuff. So I don't even drink much on December 31st. But in terms of traditions, we should start with dinner. It is very typical to eat raclette uh, on New Year's Eve. What is which that? is... Uh, Popular in Alpine Alpine countries. It comes from Switzerland. And it is basically, it, it's a device. It's a thing that you put on the table. And it, you, you all have a tiny, tiny, tiny little pan. <laughs> it's really hard to describe on a podcast. But basically, everybody gets one or two tiny little pans. And those pans go into the device that's on the middle of the table. And then on top of the pans and on top of the device, there's also a plate where you can put stuff to grill. And so on the oh, thing on I'm top, you it. put like meat and stuff uh, if you eat meat. And then on the in the little pans, you put all kinds of different things that are all laid out on the table. So you put corn, peas, uh, broccoli, all kinds of different vegetables. And then people put... Uh, obviously meat and fish and whatnot. Um, and then cute. on top, you always put raclette, which that's the name of the cheese. There's like a special raclette cheese from Switzerland. And you put your little pan in and you wait until it's ready and then you eat it and you make the next one and the next one and the next one. And it's it's nice. I've always loved it as a child, especially because it's very simple, but you feel like you're making your own meal every time because you always mm -hmm. put in your own little pan. And because you you only have so little space in each pan and you have to arm it and then put it in and then wait it really slows things down like it it's kind of a slow process because you are always making these tiny little pans and then you have to wait and then you know it's just a slow thing that you all do together and it's very cozy and it gets very hot you have to like put <laughs> your drinks far away on in the on the corner of the table so they don't get hot and it's nice. It's a nice Swiss tradition that we also do in Germany. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks very, yeah, it looks very fun. I would like to do stuff like that, like like little personal DIY type of things. And there's these raclettes or, or the machines are very fancy too. Yeah, not really. You can get one for like 35 euros on Amazon. <laughs> They're not pricey. And most families, I would say, have one. At home. Is there like a vegan version or do you like cheat on that day? 
no, I don't cheat on that day, but it's easy to do a vegan version because you decide what to put in. And it's actually a good thing to do in like mixed settings where there's vegans and not vegans because you can just put a bunch of stuff on the table and then I just don't put any meat in there and I use vegan a vegan cheese alternative, which obviously doesn't come close to real raclette cheese. I get that, mm -hmm. but that's what being a vegan is about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, next tradition is a word that I cannot read in English. So in German, it's called Bleigießen. Bleigießen. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry in English, and in English, apparently it's Molybdomency. Molybdomency. So it's a technique of divination using molten metal. <laughs> you're looking you're looking it up. Yeah. Look I'm at trying the to spell it, but I can't. How do you spell it? <laughs> Mol, Molly Molly, like the name Molly with one L. Yeah. B Domancy. Molybdomancy. Basically, what it is, is you're taking lead. Is it pronounced lead? Yeah. Lead. Yeah. You're taking little pieces of lead, which by the way. This whole thing is now illegal in the EU. You can't do it anymore. I will tell you what the new alternative version is. Because what you're doing is you're taking lead and you're putting it on a little spoon. Mm -hmm. And then you're putting the spoon with the lead over a candle until the lead in your spoon melts. <laughs> it's crazy that this is a tradition that we've done for many decades. Uh, so you're waiting for the lead to melt. And then you have liquid, melt in, uh, liquid lead in your spoon. And then you throw that into a bowl of cold water. And then what happens is the lead immediately solidifies and becomes oh, solid. I'm looking at it. Okay. And while you're doing that, obviously, like some of the lead is evaporating and stuff like that. And this is um, not particularly healthy. And so that's why I think that's one of the reasons why it's not legal anymore. But The point of this is that you then take the now solidified and cold lead out of the water and you look at it and it looks like a crumpled weird piece of lead. Yes. And then <laughs> everybody around the table looks at it and you kind of decide either together or maybe just the person who's doing it at the moment uh, decides what they see in this object what does it remind them of a fish a spider a sun a heart could be anything right like what's the mm -hmm. association that you have with this thing and then you interpret it somehow and either you do freestyle like you just make make your own thing up but i think most people have like some kind of book or app or whatever where you then look up okay what does a heart mean what does a spider mean what does a chair mean and then it's Like it's similar to um, like the star signs, where yes. it's like, okay, you have a heart, so that means next year you'll fall in love and and live happily ever after. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, interesting tradition. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I think the health, uh, the health, the the health concerns yeah. are definitely a thing. So the alternative now um, is to use wax, just like candle candle yeah. wax. Um, which works similarly, but doesn't work quite the same. Like it just doesn't do it. It doesn't react 
the same as lead does in water and it mm-hmm. also doesn't look as cool and you don't get to kind of keep it as like an object um so it's not as much fun but yeah i should highlight that this is really something that many 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 people do even though most people don't believe in this obviously like it's not it's not that all germans believe that yeah. this is actually some kind of uh, thing that tells you about the future it's just kind of a fun, fun. stupid thing that you do while you cuz you have a lot of hours to kill right you have dinner at like 7 <laughs> and then you're just waiting like most of the time <laughs> 5 hours to kill until uh, until the year starts and so this is one of the things that you do so is illegal in the eu now like it's illegal to sell uh these kits like usually you could just like right before um like in, in the weeks leading up to new year's you could get these kits in the supermarket that would have the spoon and the little pieces of lead and mm-hmm. they can't sell them anymore so now they sell them with like alternative things inside of them and how are people though like so able to do it like without a kit like can you just buy lead yourself and then Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, <laughs> but people, people just buy the like the kits with the candle wax now. Gotcha. Which, yeah, you're just melting that and throwing that into water. Interesting. We don't have traditions like this in America. Our tradition is just to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, there's that. We we all did that as well. Next, uh, this is one that is a little crazy to me, and. I am in opposition, let's just say, I think we should uh, stop doing this. But Germany is one of the few countries in the world where it is legal to use your own firecrackers and fireworks um, on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. And there's a specific law, even like these things are illegal for the entire year. And only on New Year's Eve is it legal to use them and they can only be sold like one week in advance of New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And there's some kind of limit, like these really crazily loud uh, crackers that are imported from China or sometimes Poland or whatever. Those are illegal. People bring them anyway. But even the ones that are legal are like pretty intense. Like there's legit rockets and stuff like that that people buy and use Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of Germans love it like a lot of Germans uh, really live for this um, tradition to go out at midnight and like throw crackers and start these little rockets and stuff and I kind of get it. Like as a child, I also love doing it. Like obviously playing with fire is always kind of cool. But as an adult, like once you learn about the disadvantages and kind of the reasons against doing this, you're like, how are we still doing this? So, because like number one is every year, every fucking year, a few, like several people lose a finger or a hand or more. Every year, the ambulances and the the uh, fire department are like out around the clock with no pause whatsoever. The hospitals are full with people who hurt themselves. Like every single year, that is the case. Um, and then apart from that, it's a huge impact on the quality of air. Like on New Year's Eve, there's like more Feinstaub. I don't really know what the... Um, fine particles, fine dust released into the air than all the other days of the year 
combined, basically. So the air quality really, really, really goes down oh a lot. And it's like, it's a big impact. And some people who have like asthma and stuff basically can't breathe. And then animals go wild. Like every single dog owner, which I became oh, yeah. a dog owner this year, tofu. have to drug <laughs> tofu. Yeah, that's right. Have to drug their pets because they get so scared because of all of the noise that it's basically uh yeah a huge trauma for them. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But like I mean, I would say this is very very normal in America as well. Fireworks and stuff. Really? But isn't yes. it only like organized on like a city level where there's like a big fireworks that I don't know the city does or some no, organization? Um some sit some states like Louisiana for example, you're able to have your own fireworks. And I think even Texas, um, you're able to um, have fireworks. Um, yeah, so there's, like, I would constantly, especially on 4th of July, especially on 4th of July, like, there will be these, these like, big, like, container type of, like, shops, like, on the side of the road, and you would just go there and buy as many fireworks um, as you want. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but in fireworks can only be sold kind of like I'm looking at it for, for right now. As of 2016, fireworks can now be sold from June 24th through July 4th and then December 20th through January 1st. Interesting. So, and you can also buy fireworks for like Texas Independence Day, San Jacinto Day, Memorial Day. We love our fireworks. I mean, I don't do fireworks. I mean, of course, like as a kid or whatnot. But like, yeah, always for the holidays, we would have um, fireworks going on like all the time. Thankfully, I never got injured. But yeah, like it's very, very, we're very common for us to do fireworks. Okay. Well, I hope you guys are more responsible than... It's America. What do you think? (laughs) So what I encourage you to do, since you're not spending New Year's in Berlin, Go to YouTube uh, and search for Silvester in Berlin. I'll also put this in the show notes. Um, Silvester is New Year's Eve. And you will see some videos like New Year walk in Neukölln and Kreuzberg. Like some of these kitzes, some of these uh, quarters in Berlin, especially Neukölln, Wedding, uh, Kreuzberg. I just found a video of literally my street, my street. I'm sending it right now, like my street. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And look at the video. It is insane because people like in the countryside where like there's like house after house after house, people buy the fireworks and then they go out and they shake hand, happy new year, dear neighbor. And then they put their little uh, rocket in the in the bottle as you're supposed to and light it and walk away uh, 10 steps and wait for it to go off. That's how you're supposed to do it. In Berlin, not everybody, obviously, but in Berlin, in many places, people do crazy shit they take the rockets into their hands and launch them out of their hands they take the rockets into their mouths and launch them out of their mouths they shoot them onto cars and taxis that are driving by they shoot them onto houses it's insane and it's insane to me that this is somehow accepted and that that no one has said, okay, Berlin like you've taken it too far no more fireworks for you it's just illegal citywide now it's 
intense. That it's crazy. crazy. Look at yes. the video that I just like. This is my street. Like like this is my like <laughs> like like yes. my uban. Like literally, what you hear the ambulance. Mm-hmm. This is my street. They're just popping down. Like what if you're just walking? Like this shit can. Yep. Okay, yeah, we don't do that. Wow, yes. that is yes. okay. That's wow. why I prefer to like visit friends or visit family and just be inside and then maybe go out for a few minutes uh, like at, at midnight. Last year, we didn't even do that. We just stayed inside. We played board games and like we opened the window and looked outside and like looked at the fireworks outside, but we didn't even leave the house. Uh, so that's what I would recommend. But if you're new in Berlin, maybe... You know, from a safe distance, it's interesting. From a safe too. distance, please, because I can tell you right now from my street, these people are wild already. So I can only imagine yes. what they would be like on Sylvester. Yes. They're just doing it just in the sh- like middle of the street. Wow. People yep. are bold. And like, it's like no one's telling them not to do that. Like, I mean, there's police everywhere, but they have their hands full with stuff to do. Like, it's not like they can go to people and say, hey, please stop doing this. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of anarchy that is rules Berlin's street. On yeah, this is not what I was talking about with fireworks. I'm like, we go, we, one, you pop fireworks up, not across. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're supposed to go into the sky, not to the wind. Like literally they're shooting them at this balcony. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. Oh my god. What gosh. I've been trying to explain to you, Jay. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. I I'm, I'm I'm thinking, oh no, you know, like like 4th of July, you go to one the middle of the street at least and you're like one these streets aren't busy cuz you're in neighborhoods. Um you like set the firework down and then you run away, you know, so no one's close to the firework. And you always point it up. You're not pointing it at each other. Right. It's bad. <laughs> I love the shock on your on your face. I am because like I I just I was like oh no yeah fireworks those are fine. Mm-hmm. We don't hold on. I'm gonna also just say y'all. For example, I'm recording at home, and I guarantee you, it's only been like 15 minutes, and there's already been like four ambulances that have driven by. Neukon is a very interesting place. Uh, if you guys ever want to live here, you know you guys will never be bored. You might not be safe either, but <laughs> you'll always be entertained. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, next year, Jay, I think you should spend New Year's Eve in Germany. I think so too. Experience these traditions. Yeah, like I actually, if I had redone my um, trip, I probably would have left the beginning of December and then come back like the 30th or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I decided to spend New Year's back home. Um, But like, yeah, I I, I want to like, like do New Year's properly next year. 2024. (laughs) So I think this is not a particularly German thing. Uh, Everybody sets... Re- resolutions around the world i think right this is a global thing where people set resolutions uh for the new so. year yeah at least i mean the new year isn't the same around the world right like the chinese have their own yeah. new year lunar new year um but what are your resolutions for next year and what do you predict 2023 will be like resolutions i guess like one of the things is like yeah i'm in berlin now so that was a big goal of mine and i've always been on the fence of like will it 
will he stay? Won't he stay or whatnot? And I'll, I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying here. So one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to in the new year is like one feeling well adjusted to Berlin. Also getting my own flat. I really still want my own flat and my own place to live, but like gen- genuinely feeling like I live in Berlin. Um, I'm also wanting to like do more artistic stuff, creating my own collective, maybe putting on some artistic events here. So I definitely am going to be focusing on the art side of things, but also there's also a part of me that wants to live this coming of age um, road trip, traveling around Europe when the spring, summertime hits and going to lakes and going to the beaches in Italy and Spain and like really actually exploring Europe. I think this year was a lot of adjustment just to Berlin. So I didn't really get out of Berlin really, except when we went to Barcelona. Uh, but that was even that even then that was more for work. So I'm hoping to kind of live this like, yeah, I, I call it the call me by your name coming of age experience. <laughs> I love that you have a name for it already. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I watched that movie, like despite the actual story, it was just like he was in this like he went his family goes to this place in the summertime and he has this like like those like summer love type of things and I'm not trying to get that in particular but this idea that you are kind of escaping you're kind of freeing yourself in like a different way Um, I want to feel free and I want to explore and like visit some of the places that like I used to live. Like I want to go back to Cannes, France and visit Nice. Um, maybe go back to Manchester. I want to try Italy. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking this new year is going to be a lot of like trying to explore and also get out of Berlin, but also really dive deeper into my artistry and predictions for next year. Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. You're one of the most ambitious people I know in terms of how many different projects you have running (laughs) at any given time and how many new things you're trying to start and how many artistic projects and ideas you have. And then at the same time, you just explained that you kind of want to live in the moment and explore and and just be here now. (laughs) Um, So how do you balance that because that's one of the big things that I want to try and get better at like how do you make sure you are productive and work on all of the things that you want to work on while not kind of closing you know your time to a degree where you can't where there's no room for like spontaneity and just being in the moment for sure that's a great question um, is actually, I mean, it's still a challenge. So I mean, that's one of my resolutions is probably trying to find that balance. But I think one of the ways I'm kind of doing that is actually opposite of thinking of productivity. Um, there's this level of trust that I am trying to develop with myself where I just know that everything will fall into place when it falls into place. Um, for example, um, when I first moved to Berlin, I really wanted to be a part of like a group or like, like a collective or whatnot. And I found one. I'm not doing it really anymore, but that naturally happened. And now it's inspired me to create my own. Um, and I was talking to somebody about it the other day and they were like, oh my gosh, this is such like a great idea. Um, so like 
is subtly coming. And I think my approach is kind of the way that I am going to get to those goals is by kind of living in the moment. Like I, I have my goals and I'll get to it. I think my whole mindset is I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, and that kind of relaxes me because I think being ambitious, I know that I will never stop you know, wanting different things. So I don't have to really worry about getting to where I want to go because I have to just trust that where I'm at right now and who I am will always get me to where I'm going. Um, So it's going to be a lot of trust. I think that's the answer. Trust in yourself and trust that you don't have to push yourself too hard. That by taking a step back and, you know, doing what feels natural in the moment will get you to where you want to go. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it's interesting. I I will follow your projects and your kind of state of mind closely. Because I know that also in the past, you've kind of overwhelmed yourself. And so I think that's something to be aware of and to take care of. Yeah, um, it's... it's- it's very hard. Like, I, I don't have a solution for it. I mean, I think my solution is getting people to do the work for me. That, that, well, that's, that, a, that's, that's a way to scale things. Yeah, that's capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, be the factory that, owner. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was talking about to my friend, I'm like, you know what? I'm the idea guy. I need people to execute my idea. <laughs> yeah, but then it doesn't, um, it's uh, just having ideas in, and having other people not, execute them doesn't no, feel but, the but same. No, like, but like not in that way. Like I described it as like, the way that I really want to create art is like how you make a film. I mean, actually, I mean, like you do it uh, easy German. There's not just one person, you know? Um, you have someone doing the filming, you have somebody doing the editing, you have someone doing the writing, you have a team but Justin, together. But Justin, it took 15 years to get there. It, it was exactly. 15 years, yes. Janusz and Kari just did it all by themselves. Well, and then yes. very and slowly, Easy joined the team and then I joined the team and then a few more it's, people it's joined the team. Goes. Yes. But and it that's takes I'm, time. It takes time, exactly. I'm totally aware of that. Um, but that's like the, the the thing in the back of my head of like, we'll get there, you know? And yeah. like, that's not the expectation that I'll be there right now. But, you know, like, like eventually I'll be able to add people and join people. But until then, I'll go at my own pace. And I think that's the biggest thing is that there is no rush. I have all of these ideas. I think what makes me overwhelmed is that I feel like I have to do everything right now. And that is not the answer, nor is it the solution. Um that's I can true. have all of these ideas and they'll come whenever they come. It, it, it is true. You don't have to do everything right now, but I also, like my big f- frustration and my big resolution to do better next year is that I have all these ideas and things I want to do and projects both kind of professionally with our team and then also kind of outside of easy languages, other things that I want to do. And I write them all down and I believe in them and I really believe in them. Like some people, some ideas come and go, but some ideas have been with me for literally years and I just really want to do them. And I go from day to day and from week to week and work on urgent things that always kind of the next thing the the thing that needs to be done right now like the email that needs to be answered now the thing that needs to be dealt with now and i mean those things feel really urgent and so they get done and some of them are urgent but a lot of them 
maybe aren't as urgent as they seem and aren't as important as some of those long-term projects would be or you know how happy would it make me to make progress on these projects and i finally realized that just kind of winging it and trying to kind of this this idea i'll get to it when i get to it it just doesn't work because i'll never get to it and so now i am it sounds terrible but it's really i am becoming like my calendar like i I have a to-do list but the Mm to-do list is just to bring order into chaos so the Mm to-do list now like really has all of my projects with all of the steps kind of listed out it's just to bring like basically the these are the steps that are required to bring each project into the world Mm -hmm. but the thing that will make it happen for me now is my calendar and i promised myself that i will really i will block out times that are dedicated for specific things and that includes limiting the time that can be uh, used for these kind of urgent tasks. I'm 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 naming it like on my calendar right now. It's just called task time. Where yes, obviously every day there's like emails to be dealt with and things to be dealt with. Those things are important, but they're not important enough to spend every single day, every single week on for it sure, the whole day. Sure. So I'm blocking yeah. two hours, and that's task time. And then if I didn't get done, so be it. I need to work for a few hours on something that is a long-term thing, even if it doesn't feel urgent right now. Like I'm trying to create that urgency for things that aren't technically urgent because they could wait, but if they, like they can always wait and that means they will just never get done. So that's my big resolution to kind of get the ball rolling on some of these kind of bigger projects. They're not crazy things either. Like I want to help more people start their own podcast. I'm a huge believer in like podcasting and more people should do it and stuff. So I want to do some stuff around that. And then there's a ton of projects around Easy German that I want to kind of help kickstart. And those things, like they will, I'm, I'm trying to bring urgent urgency to them and block mm. time out for them. Yeah, no, that's really, and honestly, I I struggle with that so much is bringing the urgency because I mean, life presents itself and then there are things that quote unquote are urgent. And then that just pushes the things that you really, really, really care about back. And sometimes to be fair, it's not fair to yourself, you know, because it's like, I know you, you love podcasting. I know that you've talked about that being one of your projects for like a minute now, you know, and it's something that, um, that I know will really make you feel fulfilled. Um, and I've done the same exact thing with like my, I'm doing, I'm trying to do a, a new podcast too. And I've only, I'm trying to, I was going to try and record four episodes, but I haven't, I've only done one episode and yeah, it just keeps getting pushed back. And I think that's something that I definitely do want to work on. Um, I guess for me, I just always have the struggle of like, I'm always on either the scale, like I'm, I'm always in extreme. So I'm either pushing myself and pressuring myself to do everything right now, or I'm not doing anything at all. And I really struggle with having that balance of, of like being able to like compassionately motivate myself to be consistent, but also not worrying that it won't get done and also not feeling like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. You know, we're both, we talked about this a few times. We're both uh, budgeting fans we both use yes. this app YNAP to budget our finances great app and they guys. have <laughs> they they're, they're not sponsoring us yet <laughs> yes <laughs> um 
they they have this kind of philosophy that you should budget all of your dollars or euros, like every single uh, dollar or euro that mm -hmm. you have, you should you should give it a job, so you should budget it. But then you should also, uh, what do they always say? Like uh, roll with the punches, like yes, be flexible yeah. when you need to be. And that's kind of how I'm viewing it with my calendar now. Basically, I want to schedule all of my time because it's time is like money like it's it's yeah. finite you only have a, a set amount and you need to allocate it somehow and so mm -hmm. my calendar is is very planned out now including free time which i haven't spent enough time with my friends this year i haven't spent enough quality time with my godchild this year like i really want to make more times for these things as well and i'm going to put them on the calendar and try to do more of it but then like you said, like you have to be compassionate. And if there's a day where you just really don't feel like working on a certain thing or you, whatever, you're not productive and you need to change things and be flexible, then you need to have the wisdom to do it. But I think it helps to have a plan and then adjust the plan rather than not having a plan and just hope that things will kind of work out. I agree so much, but I like, and maybe have advice on this or whatnot. I just struggle with making the plan. <laughs> and like, like I struggle not only with making it, but I'm very impulsive and that can be great sometimes. And then other times I don't think it's that good. But like, whenever like I sit down to make a plan, either I don't know what to put on my plan or I don't end up making the plan. Or so much spontaneous stuff happens, and then the whole plan just gets erased. So it's mm -hmm. not even I'm rolling with the punches. It's like I'm throwing away the entire plan that I just worked on. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's so weird. It, it, it's, it's like I get so, like, even though, like, say, like, I really want to do this podcast, there's a part of me I just can't, like, just move. You know, I just mm -hmm. feel so, like like um, frozen, um, even though it's something that I really want to do. And I know that making a plan and time blocking would really help, but it's really hard to get yourself into that mindset sometimes. Um, yeah, and, and breaking it down into tiny pieces. Like that yeah. was, I mean, it's such a no-brainer, I think, for many people, but it took me a long time to understand that any project that is that takes more than half an hour, basically, you mm -hmm. really need to sit down and break it into tiny pieces and write down, okay, step number one that I can do to start this project is whatever it is. And then that step basically shouldn't take more than 30 minutes. Like you really, I really try to break things down in tiny pieces because mm -hmm. otherwise you get frozen and you're like, how can I start a new podcast? Like that's a huge undertaking. I'll yeah. just never get around to it. Yes. I, I think, I don't like the word time management because that scares me. But this idea that I am able to, I guess, put things into, per, I think another um, resolution is putting things into perspective would be a better time. Like like how you say like, okay, 30 minutes, seeing that project in 30 minutes versus this like big um, mountain that you have to climb. And then being like, okay, I can spend some time on that and then also reminding myself of what my goals are sometimes you can kind of get so consumed with everyday life or with all the other things that you just forget to even just look at what your goals are you know mm -hmm. not necessarily you have to act on them but like remind yourself what you really want sometimes happy new year jay happy new year <laughs>